You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. So I've been bringing this series, and I'll go, I'll go into the, the message. I've been bringing this series called Legacy. And um, it's amazing how God confirms uh, our direction. Whenever we're submitted to him, he kind of lets us know that we're in the right place. Anyone ever found that out? You're walking with Jesus, and he just kind of he lets you know you're in the right place. He lets you know you're on the right topic, or the right subject in your life. And so um, we've been talking uh, about this word called legacy. And I mentioned to, to, to you for the past two weeks that uh, your legacy will always revolve around three things. And these three things are what God has invested into each one of us. So every human has a God investment in your life. God has invested time. That's number one. He's invested time into your, into your life. We are all living on borrowed time. Tomorrow's not promised to any of us. Did you know that? Uh, yesterday was a gift. Today, as you breathe, as you're able to tell someone you love them, it's a gift. As I'm able to encourage Jeff, Pastor Jeff, Pastor Mike, as I'm able to look at you guys, this is a gift. It's a gift for me to be talking to you. So the time that God has given us is a gift. And so our legacy is what we do with that time that God has given us, right? God has also invested talent in every person. Every person that's sitting here at Living Word Chapel First Servant Service, every person that's listening on the podcast, every person in the world has a God-invested talent, a gift that we all have. And so many people use these talents for the glory of God. Many people use these talents for the glory of themselves, Many people use these talents for nothing. Some people bury their talents. They don't, they don't ever use them. But you need to know this, that God has invested an ability into your life that you can use and sharpen and get better and better at it, and that's going to leave a legacy in your life. In other words, people are going to talk about what you've done. My grandkids are going to talk about, you know, my, my, my grandpa, uh, you know, my, uh, my, my grandpa was, a, was a preacher. You know, he preached. He talked to people all the time. He opened his Bible. Uh, you know, that's a legacy that I'm leaving, using the gift and the talent that God has given each one of us. All of us have it. And then the last one, and that's what we're really honing in on, is, that, is this God has invested treasure into our lives. Every one of us are blessed by God because of the investment that he's given to us. Everything is God's. Amen? Everything. Think about it. We're born, and we're born with what? Nothing. And then we die, and we die with what? What do we take with us? Nothing. I've been telling you, the only thing you might take is your choners, and that's if someone puts them on you, you know, your underwear. <laughs> You're saying, praise God, Pastor. I hope they do, right? And so, so we get to this place of, of what do we do with our treasure? What, what do we 
do with that investment that God has given to us. Either we're going to use it and we're going to say, this is mine. You're a closed-hand individual or a closed-hand Christian where you say, this is mine, this is mine. I worked hard, I worked hard. Or you're going to be a generous a generous individual, a generous Christian where you're going to live open-handedly, where God continues to pour into you his blessings. Think about the blessings that God has poured into you this year. Just this year, God has poured blessings into it. You're either living close-handed, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine, or you're living open-handed, this is God's, this is God's, this is God's. And how can I help people get better? How can I help people get better? Because at the end of the day, people are not going to brag about how much money you had. People are going to say how awesome you were in your generosity. I was at a, at a grocery store just this past week, and there was a, a lady in front of me, in front of Shauna and I. She had a bunch of groceries. She had two, like, 10, 11-year-olds, boys, and they were helping her with this cart filled with groceries. How many of you have gone to the grocery store, and you get behind the line, and that person has that cart with all the groceries, and you're, like, looking everywhere, but you see baskets you know, like five, six deep, and you're like, okay, there's one basket here, maybe it won't be that bad. Anyways, we got in behind this lady, really nice individual, and she's going through this basket one by one by one by one, and then she's got this turkey. And so the kids are actually, these boys are actually helping her put this on the, on, on the shelf, whatever it's called, the little uh, conveyor, you know, Whoa, you know, they move it. And so they're putting these, ba- these things, but then there's a the can of, 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 of vegetables. There was a case of these canned vegetables. She said, wait, don't put those until the end. And then there was this turkey. She said, don't put that until the end because that is what we're giving as a donation. Don't put those. She, she, she sanctified them. She separated. She said, these are, 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 are different than everything else. We're giving those as a donation. Put them, put them here by themselves, and they're going. And so the kids are, are processing all this, and I'm loving it because I'm standing be, be, behind them. They don't know that I'm observing, but I'm observing everything that they're saying. And so then she, she goes, and, and, and they get the turkey, and they get the, that, that box of, of canned goods, and, 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 then she, and then she doesn't stop there. She reaches into her purse, and she pulls out this paper, kind of like, like her special, special uh, uh, edition. You know, this special. She says, I got this. I have an app. I have an app with this grocery store. And when, whenever I buy, I got $35 in, in, in uh, savings. So she pulled out that $35 card, right? And I'm, I'm behind her. I'm going, wow. So she's teaching her kids, number one, how to shop. Then she's teaching her kids how to give. She says, these turkeys this turkey and these canned goods are, are for us to give. That's, that's modeling something. And then she's teaching them how to save, how to save money. She says, $35. And then she says at the end, and she doesn't even know I'm hearing all this. She says to herself and to the cashier, Dave Ramsey will be proud. <laughs> True story. Dave, Dave Ramsey will be proud. Dave, Dave, you know, Dave Ramsey, financial peace. I just talked to you about it last week. We talked about it last week. We talked about how you need, to, you need to pray to God, right? She was a Christian. You could see it all over. Praying to God. Show your kids. Model how, you, how you're a good steward of everything. Give. 
She said, this, this turkey and this, this case is going to be donated to teach people how to save. And then she says, I got Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey will be proud. We don't forget what, we, what we've talked about. So, so we talked first week about investing into your legacy. You have to invest time into people for you to make a difference. You need to invest time into your family for you to make a difference in your family. You need to invest time into your community to make a difference in your community. You shouldn't talk about your community if you're not investing time into them or into your school or wherever you, whatever place is, is hurting. Invest, invest time. Invest your t- into your talents. I talked about that. Invest into your treasures. Thank you, Lord, for, for making me better. Thank you for this job. Thank you. Lord, let me, let me use this job for your glory. Quit complaining about your job. Quit complaining about the people. Use it for God's glory. Every dollar that they pay you, they're paying you. They're paying you to work. Have you thought about it? Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for, for the $100 I made today. Thank you for the $50 I made today. It was $50 more than I had before I came into the work. Right? And then we talked about uh, um, the second part. Rejoice in the legacy that, 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 you're, that God is allowing you to leave. Rejoice in it. Because you will always invest into the things you enjoy. Remember I talked about Goth? Huh? If you goth, you, you, don't you go over there and you, you rejoice, you invest into it because you would love playing golf. If you like, I talked about hunting, if you love to hunt, you rejoice going up into the mountains, glassing up that buck. You, glass, you, you invest into some optics and you invest and you see that buck about three miles away. Nice buck. And you think, well, you go get it. No, no, you go get it. That's far. And then we, today we're going to be talking about how we're transformed through our legacy. We're transformed. God is always wanting to make us more like Jesus. See, the whole, the whole thrust of why you became a believer is because God knew you needed to be saved. God knows you need help. That song that, that the praise team sang, that there's no wall that he won't break through to, to chase after you. There's no shadow he won't light up so he, can, so he can chase after you. It's that overwhelming, reckless love of God that chases after every one of us. And the whole thrust of it is because he knows that we're a mess without him. And so he comes, Jesus comes into our life and he wants to conform us and make us like him. And in our generosity, we we become like him, and we give because God gave. Amen? And I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. It's important. The happiest people on earth are generous people. The most unhappy people on earth are people that are stingy, those close-handed people that think that everything belongs to them, and they die with all of this material stuff. And they're unhappy, and usually their kids and grandkids fight over everything that they've made instead of them showing what that lady was showing their kids, the importance of God provides. They had a full basket of food, but she taught them the principle of being generous and how it takes work to have what you have, and she saved. There's just so many principles, amen? 
And so we're going to look at, at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10 through 13, um, first part of 13. And from that text, uh, we are going to, to get three steps that God uses to transform us in our legacy. If you got your Bible, you can go there. If not, it's on the outline in your, in your handout. Let me pray. Thank you, Father. Lord God, I just pray your blessing over uh, today, the whole day. But especially right now, over this service, I just ask in the name of Jesus that you would direct me to speak in a way that's very clear and understandable. Lord, let me be uh, confident and bold in the things that you call me to be bold in. Let me be uh, uh, very kind and and uh, gentle in things that I need to be gentle in. And thank you for your grace, that manifested grace that comes through Jesus Christ. You've, you've poured out your, your grace in abundance into our lives, and so let us walk in that. Let us never leave a church service with guilt or condemnation. Let us leave with uh, an uplifted head and uh, the ability to say God is good and he loves us very much. So we pray that your blessing over every word that is spoken here in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. So verse 10, I'm reading from the NLT on chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians, says, For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. So that helps us to know that everything comes from God, right? In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then he will produce a great harvest of generosity in you. I love that because it tells us it's God who produces generosity even in us. You're thinking that, oh, I'm just a generous person. No, that's God. That's what the Bible says. God will produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take, and when we take your gifts, Paul is talking to the, 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 the church there in Corinth. When we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. I said that last week. I said, you know, we're, those, all those children all over the world that are getting Operation Christmas Child boxes... When they open up those gifts, they're going to rejoice. They're going to say, thank God. Thank God for the people that gave, right? They will thank God. So, verse 12, this is good. So, two, two good things will result. Everyone raise up their fingers and say, two. Two good things will result from the ministry of giving. First of all, the needs of believers in Jerusalem will be met. That's the context right there. He's talking about a church that's in need. But you can, you can put this in, in, your, in, in, in any context. The needs of believers will be met, right? And they will joyfully express their thanks to God. Verse 13, as a result of your ministry, they are going to give glory to God. Man, it makes it just, it, it just changes everything in us. When you look at God's word, when you see, you know what? God is a generous God. And, uh, and he wants us to leave a legacy with his treasure. So here's, here's three steps in which uh, God uses to transform us in our legacy. Step number one, we're transformed by the purpose. We're transformed by the purpose. See, your generosity will always transform your character. There is a greater reason for why, for why we give. There's a greater reason 
uh, for why you're generous. And what, it, it's more than just giving your money away. In fact, the purpose of, of our generosity is actually a work that God is producing in every person. What God is doing in every person when we're generous <clears throat> is he's beginning to cultivate our hearts and change our hearts. What does money do to us? Think about it. What does money do to us? It, it's so, <clears throat> so funny because my older boy uh, came down. My, our grandkids are here from New Mexico, and, and, and my, my older son gave him a dollar each. One for Stephen, one for Ava. And I'm like, what are they going to buy with a dollar, JJ? <laughs> I, I mean, they think it's everything, though, right? They got the, Uncle, Uncle JJ. Give, and I'm thinking, but, you know, money, they, they hold it preciously. And Stephen put it in his pocket, you know. He just gambled, I got a dollar. And what are you going to do with it? I'm going to buy me a toy. You know? And I said, no, Grandpa's going to buy you a toy. <laughs> you have to add to that dollar right there. But money does, does crazy things to us. And when it comes to, to transformation, we know that we need it to be produced by God. In fact, the, the root meaning of transformation means a metamorphosis. So you, you're, you're, you're this caterpillar, and, and, and then you become this butterfly. And that's what Jesus does in every person when you come to, to faith in him. He begins to change you. Your, your old nature, which is a sinful nature, is transformed into a new nature where you're a child of God, and you begin to walk and submit it to the things of God. You can't do this. You can't do this yourself. You can't transform yourself. I can't transform myself, but Jesus can. The Holy Spirit comes and he works internally. He begins to work and, and, and work in our, where does he work? In our heart. He begins to change all that yucky stuff in our hearts and transform us. And, and the, the, one of the biggest signs of that is our generosity. We begin to, to be generous. In fact, um, the NLT, I, I read that, says God, God will produce a great harvest of generosity in you. He's talking to the Corinthian church. He's saying, you guys are going to give this offering, but God's going to produce this in you. Now, I love what the NIV says. The NIV says this, he will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. When you're generous, he will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Something happens inside of us, inside of our lives, when, when God begins to work and it's produced through generosity. It changes us. In and through our generosity, we find God cultivating our hearts. Some of us have had a hard heart that says everything belongs to me. Anyone ever thought that? Everything belongs to me. And God changes it to a heart that says everything belongs to God. From a heart that says, let, let them tend for themselves. Let, let those people tend for themselves. I've worked hard. I've, I've, I've made, you know, Frank Sinatra, what did he sing? He says, I did it. Yeah, he did it his way. He didn't say I did it God's way. He said, I did it his way. But here's the thing. Whether it's Frank Sinatra, Michael Jackson, whoever you want to talk about, it, we come into this world with nothing and we leave this world with 
nothing. And that something, that dot, 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 that dash in between is all a gift from God. One of my favorite uh, uh, pastors, Nicky Gumbel, he said this. He says, giving purges the character from the constricting grip of materialism that destroys lives. See, it's okay for us to have stuff, but it's not okay for stuff to have us. And we live in a world that stuff wants to grab its, wants to put its grips on, on us. Generosity is the antidote of the poison of materialism. Here's a simple test for, for all of us. How, how does our heart respond to money? Does it make you ask or does it make me ask what's in it for me? What am I going to get out of it? Have you ever been around someone that, or maybe it's something that you're dealing with. Have you ever been around a, a person where they're always looking for what am I going to get out of this? What's in it for me? You know, so you want this, but what's in it for me? Or I'm going to hang out with this, this guy or this girl, but what's in it for me? Right? And, and, and here's the thing, and I know some of you guys are, you're listening to me, and some of you guys are probably processing this, and you're, you're like, you know, why is he talking about money and, and, and about legacy, when you're talking about legacy? But if you look at the, the, the writings of Jesus, just Jesus, just look at what he said. He talked more about money than anybody else. Did you know that? And he talked about money because money has a way of having its grip on us and leading us down a place where God becomes secondary in our lives. In fact, he said this um, in Matthew chapter 6. He said, he said, don't store up treasures here on earth where moth eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Because Jesus, he gives us a big picture. Just with those words, he gives us a big picture right there that stuff, stuff is temporary. Amen? He says, don't, don't store up treasures here on earth where, where moth are going to eat them and rust is going to destroy them and where thieves break in and they steal. Store your treasures in heaven. Where moth and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. For wherever your treasure is, the desires of your heart are going to be there as well. And then, and this is, I never seen it like I saw it when I was putting this together. Then he put sandwiches in this, 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 uh, this phrase, this, this paragraph. He says, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your whole body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if, you're, if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. Now, the context right there, he's talking about wealth. He's talking about money, what it does to people. When you look at things through, through, through the eyes of your money and what you have or what you don't have, you're, 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 it's all skewed. It's darkening our soul. When we look at life through money, it darkens the way that you view things. 
And then he goes and he says, no one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and you will love the other. You will be devoted to one. And how many people are devoted to making money? They devote themselves to making money. They'll work, 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 work. We lose our families. We lose our, we lose our relationship with God. Or we don't even get a relationship with God because we think we are our own God. We think we've built this, built this dynasty. We think we've built this estate or whatever it may be. And Jesus said that. Jesus said, no one can serve two masters. You can't. And then he goes on. For you will hate one and you'll love the other. You will be devoted to one and you'll despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. And can I tell you, in America, in America, because we're such a wealthy nation, think about it. How many people is, do, are we tempted to be enslaved to money? Nowhere in here is he saying that money is bad. He's not saying money is bad. He's not saying money is sinful. Because money is just an object. It's just money. You need to know this. Your $20 bill, your $100 bill, if you have one, if you have one, you want to go have lunch afterwards? <laughs> Your $50 bill, whatever. It's, it's, it's not immoral, I-M-M, or it's not moral. It's amoral. You ever heard of a, a before anything negates it, like an atheist, right? An atheist doesn't believe in God, no God. So money is amoral. In other words, money will go wherever you take it. Money will go to church. Money will go to a stripless bar. Money will buy drugs. Money will buy medicine. Now, money is not the money part. It's the love for that wealth. It's, the, it's what it does to our hearts. And he says, don't store up treasures here on earth. They will perish. But store up a treasure in heaven. In other words, look at life through the eyes of the scriptures. Look at life through the eyes of God and it'll change you. It's really quiet in here. So Paul says, God will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Step number two. Transformed through the process. Transformed through the process. Your generosity meets people's needs. That's the process right there. The purpose, are you with me? What's the purpose? It what? It changes your what? Your heart, your character, yeah. God wants to change our character. He wants to change who we are. The process is we're supposed to help people. There's a word that's very important to all believers. I don't think we use it enough. It's called sanctification. Sanctification is what that, is what that lady did at the, at the store. She sanctified the turkey. She sanctified that case of, <clears throat> of, of vegetables. In other words, she set it apart. She said, this is going to be for us to give away. God has sanctified our hearts, our souls. Whenever we came to Christ, he said, you're special to me. You guys, I'm going to separate you from everybody else in the world. You are sanctified. 
And in that sanctified process, he's making us like Jesus more and more and more every day. I'm not who I was yesterday, praise God. I'm not who I was 23 years ago, praise God. I was with someone the other day, they said, you know what, uh, Pastor, I'm not cussing as much as I used to. Praise God, he said, praise God. I said, yeah, praise God. We're not who we used to be. There's a sanctifying work in every one of us. And so Paul says two good things are going to result from the ministry of giving. And I think that's so important because the Bible lays it out. The good things of God, they transform us. Right? The first good thing Paul writes is that the needs of the believers are going to be met. I think that's important right there. Why, why, do, we, why do we have... Um, I think we have like 10 or 12 missionaries every month that we send money help to. We, we send uh, 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 help to. We, a monthly generous monetary gift to 10 or how many? Is Janet here? How many missionaries do we have? 13. 13. So if you're on the podcast, you hear it, 13. So 13 that regular every month they are they get a monthly support from Living Word Chapel to help them what they're doing. We're following the scriptures. The needs of the believers will be met. They're helping raise people up in the Lord. And Paul's telling the, the Corinthians, there's a specific need in Jerusalem. There's a need that needs to be met. And and uh, it's so amazing when, when we when we say, Lord, we're gonna be open hand hand Christians. That when God gives to us and we begin to be generous, he'll continually bless us for doing so. Not only will he bless us, he'll bless them. The needs are met. In chapter 8, and I, and I mentioned this to you at the beginning of the series, that chapter 8, chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians, to me and to a lot of scholars, is the best example of New Testament giving, New Testament generosity. Look what he says in chapter 8. I can testify, he's talking about the Macedonians, I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more, and they did it of their own free will, because giving should never be forced. Every person that gives, it should never be forced. It should never be manipulated. He says they gave it out of their own uh, free will. They begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem because there was a need that was there. And it's helped people to fall in love with Jesus. Third transformation, as I get ready to close. Third transformation. We will be transformed in the result because your generosity will inspire others. Paul wrote, they will joyfully express their thanks to God. Always remember this, beloved, that our, the generosity, it transforms our character. It transforms our hearts. But it also changes people's lives. It makes them fall in love with God. It makes them thank God. When, 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 when people 
when people are they're, they're waiting, they're, they're saying, I need a miracle in my life. And when, they, when they, that need gets met, when we bless them, when we go to Guatemala, when we go across the street, when we go and, and, and God meets that need, there's a miracle effect that happens and their lives are changed forever. That's exactly why in two weeks we're starting a series called The Christmas Miracle. Because people have secularized Christmas thinking it's all about, you know, it's all about this thing's materialism. No, it's about the miracle of Christ. And that miracle is still at work. Your generosity brings glory to God. And you begin to leave a legacy one person at a time. One family at a time. One community at a time one state at a time, one country at a time. God is bigger than us. Amen. Think about what, just think about this year. Some of you guys need to hear this. Some of you gals need to hear this. Has God been faithful to us this year? Way beyond probably than we could ever expect. And so let's pray this prayer together as we, as we seek the Lord for how he directs us and how we leave our legacy. Pray with me. It's a prayer I prayed the first week, and I want us to continue to pray this. Join with me if you'd if you like. Just, just, uh, it's in your outline. Just pray with me these words. Heavenly Father, thank you for all you provided for my life and my well-being. Thank you for every minute of time which you've invested in me so that I can make a positive difference in the people on my path. Thank you for the talent and gifting that you've invested in me. I choose to be generous and use it to bring glory to Jesus and a smile to others. Thank you for the treasures in my life. You've provided my daily bread and so much more. God, direct me in my generosity to further the message of Jesus. I desire to leave a legacy by making a positive difference today so that others can benefit tomorrow. In Jesus' name I pray, and everyone said a big amen, amen. Let's stand up and worship our wonderful, wonderful Savior. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.